Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821 excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase. Hey, patrons, it's X, and I'm here by myself. Uh, welcome to the Secret Patron Show. This is the Patreon-exclusive content that we offer to all the folks, great and small, who give us at least $1 a month, and we've got a lot of them nowadays. I love every single one of you people. Uh, come on, it's just a buck. Uh, for those who do share the show and love what we do, we thank you so much for your patronage, but regardless of who's hearing this right now, I've decided to bring up a a fun little video, and I can't believe that they'd make these because... It's a literal gold mine of content that I could use. I mean, I'm not going to do it that often, but I found out on the uh, the Christian Bible Network or the whatever the fuck CBN stands for. I can't remember. There is a Pat Robertson video. Yeah, you know how to be Pat Robertson, where he does the questions and answers, and I found the actual feed for these things. So I'm going to start looking for a lot more of them. So expect a lot of Pat coming until he dies, and then I'll just tap dance on his grave and rub my ass across it like Ren and Stimpy suggested I do. But anyway, he's got this, uh, your questions and honest answers. And this is from, it says October 11th. So it's just a couple of days ago as we're recording this show. We're, I'm recording this show. Uh, so let me get started with Pat Robertson's terrible fucking advice. Time for your questions and some honest answers. And Pat, this first one comes from Ethel, who says, when my son told me he was going to marry an atheist, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I managed to get through it. I raised my son to believe we as Christians should only marry inside the church, but I know he loves her so much that I can't bring myself to say anything about it. Should I respect his right to make his own choice? Yes, absolutely. You should respect his right to make his own choice. You should let him marry that atheist girl and let them have the greatest time of their life. Don't try dragging them back into religion. Don't try shaming them into stuff. Have a great time with your new family. Let them fuck as much as they want and have as many grandkids as they want if that's something they want to do. And if, if not, you shouldn't shame them for not having kids and following God's commandments and all that other shit. Well, at least that's my advice I would give them. Let's hear what Pat has to say, because I'm sure his is more reason than mine. Well, Ethel, your son has grown up, but yeah. the, the Bible is very clear. What fellowship has Christ with Belial? Fellowship? Uh, is that like a cuttlefish kind of? I, don't, I have no idea what the fellowship is. Is it like a ship owned by... No, that's a dumb pun. No, I'm not even going to go there. Sorry, guys. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and what is happening is billy graham said so cogently a few years ago you marry an atheist and you've got the devil for your father-in-law wow that's fucked up man you're trying to say that this girl cannot possibly be moral at all because she's an atheist and therefore satan is going to be the father-in-law fuck you pat robertson jesus christ what how? How are you allowed to dispense this kind of hatred to somebody else? Let them have their relationship, especially if they're at the point of getting married. They're not going to listen to Ethel, and they're definitely not going to listen to your shitty little clip here, Pat, saying about how they shouldn't be together because, you know, 
How dare a righteous man marry an atheist? Oh, my God. I'm sure my mother-in-law had to deal with that kind of thing because my uh, my wife early on in our relationship said, yeah, this is Chris. Uh, he doesn't believe in God. What? Yeah, that was that was a fun evening because we ran out after that. Anyway, back to Pat. I mean, that's what's happening. And this son is going to be in torment because they will be fighting all the time about uh, very important things. That assumes that he really cares about the Lord. If he doesn't, then, of course, they'll they'll both be into atheism together. And they'll live happily ever after. But uh, what can you do as a parent? Well, you can advise him. You can counsel him. But the Bible says, raise up a child in the way that he shall go. And when he's old, he won't depart. You Oh, so indoctrinate somebody. That's what you're trying to say there, Pat. Yeah, that's that's sage, wonderful advice from Pat Robertson. Yeah, uh, bring up your kids so they don't think for themselves. That, that's, that's fucking wonderful. You haven't raised him very well if he's going into atheism right now. Did, whoa, you just commented on her parenting skills. If I've learned something is that you don't fucking do that. But, you know, you're a righteous old fucktard who, you know, obviously gets to do that kind of thing. All right. Okay, this is Ashley, who says someone Hi, very Ashley. dear to me opened up recently that he doesn't know what he believes in after we die. He's not sure heaven exists. I believe in it, but I found myself at a loss for words. I do not know how to explain to him that it is real, nor do I want to push any beliefs on him. How should I handle this? Exactly how you've been handling this. You don't want to push your, your opinions on the guy. If he's asking you sincerely, what do you believe, then by all means, have that discussion with him. But unless he's distinctly asking for it, you need to shut your fucking mouth, Ashley. Nobody wants to know that, you know, you think that there's the father up there and he loves you so very much and he wants to spend the rest of eternity with you and him by his side unless you disagree with something he said at this one point and then you're going to burn in hell. Nobody wants to hear that kind of shit. If you know what you believe, fine, go with it. But if your friend doesn't believe that and you're worried about them, just tell them that the Mormons have baptism for the dead. Let's just go with that. This idea of not pushing beliefs, I think you need to tell people. I mean, how do you know about uh, life after death? Well, we know somebody who came back from death. You know them. You, like, biblically know them? So you and Jesus, you and them handholds, huh? Hmm. Amazing. His name is Jesus Christ. And um, it's verified in the Bible. And Oh, so the story from the Bible is true because the Bible said it's true. And then what? By eyewitnesses. Oh, and the eyewitnesses from the Bible who say that the story from the Bible is a true story because the Bible tells you that it's a true story. Yeah, that's how we know that there's life after death. That. That sounds like something I'd totally base my entire fucking life on. I wouldn't, but I'm just saying. God damn it, you know what I'm saying. That he rose from the dead. He died and rose from the dead. And he came back to tell us what, what uh, the afterlife. <laughs> Can you get your words out, Pat? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I poop myself. Life was all about. And you've got tremendous amount of uh, material in the Bible talking about the afterlife. There is a life after death. We live on after this life. We're spiritual beings, and uh, our bodies will die, but the spirit is going to live on forever. And 
this is a running theme for this week, is that we have no fucking concept of forever and spiritual bodies living on beyond our corporeal bodies going away. Fucking prove it. Just prove it without using the Bible. Where is the spirit? Does it weigh anything? What happens to it? Why do people's personalities change when their brain is messed up? Do they get to go to heaven with the good side that they were, or is it the after the effect kind of thing happening there? What is this thing that is driving this meat popsicle around that you call a spirit? What the fuck is a spirit? Oh, it's your soul. What is the soul? Well, you know, it's what makes you, you. No, that's my brain, asshole. So, I don't know. How do you tell somebody that? Well, it's, it's biblical. You take them to the Bible and say, here's what the Bible says. If they don't believe the Bible, well, uh, the other thing that you can do with somebody who's an unbeliever, just quote one scripture. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Just say it over and over again. It is appointed unto man once to die, after that, the judgment. And um, Yeah, because that doesn't sound creepy as shit at all to say, you'll be judged after you're dead. You'll be judged after you're dead. And you're creepy. If the guy doesn't believe in the Bible, you quoting scripture at him is like telling me I'm going to hell. I mean, okay, it's exactly like that. Fuck, well, that's not a good analogy at all, is it? It's like telling me I'm not going to get Christmas presents from Santa this year. It's like, I know my wife is Santa. She's always been Santa. Hasn't she? Oh, wait, no, my parents were for a while. I forget that I was a child sometimes. Don't you? Don't you just want to forget your childhood? Yeah, sometimes. Then those people will learn firsthand uh, what what life is like after they die, but then it'll it'll be too late for them. Oh, because you have to believe in our God, or we'll cast you into a lake of fire. Man, <laughs> fucking Christians, I swear. It is the most immoral way of treating people that have questions. You know, you shouldn't be like, oh, you better believe because otherwise you'll be judged. Judge for what? That you're a fucking sinner and you're going to burn in hell. It's like, I'm just questioning whether, like, what caused the thing that caused your God to exist. How dare you? That's blasphemy. You're going to hell for that. Okay, so technically I'm going to hell for everything. Good to know. All right. This is Ron, who says, I struggle Hi, emotionally after interviewing for jobs. My age seems to become my biggest hurdle. God continues to provide interviews, but all too often I'm told I'm overqualified or, quote, too technical, um, a.k.a. too old, even when I have skills they require. I've been in IT for 25 years. I'm in my late 50s, stay current on technologies, and even professionally dye my hair to appear younger. How do I allow God to mold my heart, mind, and attitude to stay relevant to a younger generation? How do you stay relevant to a younger generation? If you're keeping up on all of you, staying current on your technologies and have been in IT for a long time, Ron... Um, you should have no problem getting a job anywhere. However, I can understand the fact that people might have a hard time hiring you. I've, I've seen it happen with people that I know where they don't want to hire a guy that's that close to retirement. They would like to have the guy that's going to stick around for a while. But a actual re uh, reputable business won't do that kind of thing. Maybe you are overqualified. Maybe the fact that they checked your they checked your resume and they found out you were some sort of abuser or you were a terrible person or you were a religious Bible thumping wingnut where they make it, they put a note on your HR record was like, 
this guy's a kind of a troublemaker. Don't hire him. Don't hire this guy. And they call your for your references and stuff. Especially if you're going to the if you're going to the trouble of like professionally dyeing your hair to appear younger, that might seem like you're trying too hard to get the job. I mean, I I I can't say the same thing about other people. I'm just saying for me, there's no way in hell I'd get rid of my salt and pepper in order for me to try to get a job somewhere. They take me as a how I am, or they don't take me at all. Whatever, man. Um, we've got laws <clears throat> about age discrimination, and it's clear that some of these employers are discriminating against you on account of your age. I, I know you don't like a lawsuit, but I think they need to have a wake-up call that they're breaking the law, and they're doing it very subtly. They'll never tell you that's the reason, but it's clearly the reason. And I think that you ought to document some of these things and then bring a case and let them explain to a judge what they're doing. Okay, Pat, you're talking to Ron, who currently doesn't have a job and was looking for work, that he needs to document cases, get a lawyer, and go in front of a judge. Do you understand that he does not have the money for a lawyer? Are you so fucking out of touch with what the common man goes through that you you forget that we don't just have lawyers on retainer all over the goddamn place? You do realize that, right? And the thing is, if this is a right to work state that he this guy's applying for jobs in, they don't they can find any reason they want to not hire the guy. It doesn't have to be his age. It could be something that they didn't like on his resume. You can't force people to hire folks that they don't want to hire. And then I know I'm going to get some stuff from some shitty people that are going to be like, well, what about affirmative action? Look, man, if you're trying to get people hired based on a certain quota system, you're going to hire the best and brightest out of that group, too, are you not? So maybe there's something about Ron that is just not a good fit for that corporate culture. Maybe the fact that it could be a rather young company that he's trying to get a job with, and they honestly don't want a the old guy to be the stick in the mud. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm just saying that they can hire and fire for whatever fucking reason they want when it comes to being in a right-to-work state. But in your own life, uh, you know, there are many, many opportunities. You know, some of the... Great fortunes were made by people who had moved on into their 60s. Uh, you, you think of uh, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was in his 60s or 70s. Uh, I think uh, uh, my friend who's now deceased, who, who started Chick-fil-A, he was... Dan Cathy. In his 60s, maybe 70s. Burn in hell, he motherfucker. Started. Burn in hell. And he's bringing up old white dudes that created chicken restaurants. Both of them that he just said there. Colonel Sanders. Sanders was just the the poster boy for it, and he had the recipe, of course, but he wasn't the one that made the fast food restaurant what it was. Just like the McDonald's guys, they created the original restaurant, but it was Ray Kroc that made it a fucking universal symbol. And Dan Cathy can burn in fucking hell. I think I've already said that, but seriously, that guy can go fuck himself. Uh, there are tremendous opportunities for people who moved along in age. You have experience. You have opportunity. Look for an opportunity where you are in charge yourself and you're not dependent on somebody else. All right. It's kind of hard to be a um, IT person and be in charge of yourself unless you're doing something like a podcast or a YouTube or something like that. Kind of like what we're doing here. Uh, I have a lot of mainframe experience and I have some networking experience. But unless I actually have my own home network that's actually doing stuff where I'm working 
as a subcontractor for people, there's no way in hell I am ever going to be able to make a buck in the private market. I'm just not entrepreneurial enough for that kind of thing. And I don't see a way that you could turn having some IBM experience into a, you know, multi-million dollar idea like, like Pat's trying to say here. This is the same guy that took words from a god and has turned them into a giant fucking network and he owns diamond mines and child slaves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Pat Robertson's not a good role model here for your shit, Ron. Don't listen to him. This is Kara who says, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, wow. Broadcast professional there, ladies. <clears throat> I'm walking through a very dark time in my life, and in the face of my struggles, I want to reflect the utmost integrity and closeness with God. As hard as I try, I still come up short, and I get so mad at myself. Did you hear that? As hard as I try, I still come up as short and get mad at myself because I want to reflect the utmost integrity and closeness with God. Because I'm walking through a very dark time in my life and in the face of some of my struggles. This is a person that's crying out for help. This is a person that doesn't know how they're going to survive. And they feel like they're constantly letting themselves down in the eyes of God. This is one of the, like, textbook cases of religious abuse that this person is feeling terrible for something they have no control over i understand that god gives us grace and i don't want to get under condemnation but will god hold it against me on judgment day for the ways i'm falling short in spite of my diligent efforts or is it only deliberate sin we're held accountable for um what does the bible say by <clears throat> grace are you saved through faith and not of ourselves it is a gift of god Mm -hmm. Salvation is a gift of God on account of faith and grace, unmerited favor. You don't earn salvation. You're not. I think you should have to earn salvation. You shouldn't just be able to say the magic words and all of a sudden you have eternal life. I think you actually should have to work a little bit towards it, whether it be in your um, time in limbo. I guess I, the fucking religious stuff is weird to me. Or, you know, you actually have to be a decent person in life in order for that to happen. Because, you know, the most forthright atheist that did left a, lived a good life, gave all sorts of money to charity, and did some great stuff for the world is going to go straight to hell while the murderer gives his deathbed confessional, accepts Jesus, and all of a sudden is commuted of all of his sins, and he gets to go spend his days in eternal bliss. Does not make sense to me at all. Not going to work your way to heaven. So stop trying. You are trying too much. Trust in the Lord and let him take care of the problems. Give him your life and then let the Holy Spirit lead you and then follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I gave my life to God and he, left, he led me down to those public bathrooms at the park and I just had some dude's cock in my mouth and I don't know what's going on here, Lord. I'm just doing what you tell me to do, Lord. All right. This is Dorothy who says our church teaches that a baby baptized is now a child of Christ. How can Gross. that be since a baby cannot commit to anything? <laughs> well, being a Baptist, I would uh, agree with you on that particular point of view. There's some who believe in, in, well, they say if the parents consent to uh, the baptism, they are uh, assenting to the fact that that child is going to be justified by faith. Which is amazing. He's trying to say the kids can't consent to things. Meanwhile, if he had any boys, I'm sure their foreskin is fucking missing. 
because they gave their consent for that surgery, Pat. Marion, whatever the fuck your real name is. It's the faith of the parents. I don't think that is what the scripture teaches. Uh, you know, baptism is for believers. That's what the Baptists believe, and I'm a Baptist. Yeah, but the Catholics, they, they kind of had this game a lot longer than the Baptists have, and they believe something else, and the Muslims believe something else, and the, the Mormons believe something else, and all these other people believe whatever the fuck that is, they're going to believe, and it's all uh, Cartman levels of, um, uh, you know, psychic fighting kind of thing going on. So it's just amazing to me that this this is the kind of answer you get from these people. Instead of, you know, actual help and honest answers to your hard questions, they lead you down this river of just bullshit. But anyway, man, I didn't think I'd be able to go that long on that. But uh, yeah, that's about 20 minutes. And I'm uh, I, since I'm working solo, I'm not going to be able to fill it up with another 10 minutes of you guys uh, listening to me ramble on about all the shit that I could say about Pat Robertson. So anyway, uh, we're done here and I am going to hurry and get this published and go to bed. Thanks for listening, you guys. I will catch you all next week with another episode. Everybody should be back and I should have a special guest. We shall see. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later. Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in-store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase.